Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I am joined in studio by, you're not going to guess who it is, Mary Baker. <laughs> I'm only teasing I'm not you. a regular anymore. I know. But I, I know. very much am here, I promise. Yeah, you are. You're usually, you know, off doing something, you know, trying to get some off money. Off to the races. Off to the races. Getting some money for us. Um, <laughs> Helping some people. Helping some people. Finding some finding some homes. Finding some houses. Um, Actually, somebody just sent me a new listing that they have coming on, so I'm excited for that. Oh, nice. I got sneak peeks, guys. Got a sneak peek. Yeah, if you want an agent that has got a sneak peek, call Mary Baker. Yeah, and you'll hear her less on the radio. Yeah, even less. <laughs> even in less ca- on the radio. In case you didn't like me. No, I'm teasing <laughs> you. I'm teasing you. Yeah, so we're running the show tonight. Sharon uh, is not here tonight. She's, you know, taking the night out. Off. We we got we, a lot of th- we have fun a lot going, coming up. Yeah, we have a lot going on um, at the office. So we were like, yeah, you know, we'll let the big boss have the night off, and us two little chickadees. <laughs> <laughs> You can you can already hear that we're, it's going to be a night rude, for sure. Rude. Sharon is going to be like, what did I allow happen tonight? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, again, I am Melissa Wallace. I'm in studio with Mary Baker. Hello. 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 Um, and we're just going to have some fun tonight. We're going to be talking about um, sort of setting expectations and preparing for closing day, um, specifically in winter, because um, hello, winter's here. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't know, it was like 20 25 degrees the other day. Yeah, it is freezing. 25 the other day. I mean, what about today? Well, so yesterday I was in New Hampshire and I swear, I mean, it's always 10 degrees cooler up there, but it was, I needed a winter hat, winter gloves. I need another layer for sure. Um, and it's just, I'm not ready for it. I got to be honest. I'm really, really not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not ready for the snow. I, I don't know if I'm ready for the snow. I feel like, yes, we got 
sort of a good amount of snow last year. I can't even really remember. Like, from one year to the next, I, I don't remember. Uh, my friend Stephanie, who lives in Florida, was, like, texting me the other day, and she's like, did you guys get a lot of snow? And I was like, what? No. Yeah, where's the snow? Because she has family in New York, so she just figured that we got snow, too. I'm like, no, different state. Like, we're not <laughs> we're not the same. Uh, we're not the same. But um, I, I couldn't remember, like, if we got a lot of snow last year. I, I just we had a pretty mild winter yeah. last year, but we did have a few sizable snowstorms. I, I think I, all I can really remember from last winter is like being snowed in in the house with you and Sam and like realizing that I had a bag of chips yep. in the in yep. the car and we I were all like video. hungry. I have a video. And I was like we were watching a movie. I'm like oh you know what I could really use is some uh, some chips. The French onion sun chips mm-hmm. and I had a bag in my car and I said you know what? Bundling up and I'm going to get them. I'm, I'm going out. <laughs> and Mary I'm and Sam stood at the window and watched me. <laughs> That was like a that was a blizzard. Yeah, like we were that having was a like little a bit of a blizzard yeah. that day. And yeah, you definitely. Braved it. Yeah, I braved it for the good of chips yep. <laughs> for the house. Sometimes the girls got to eat. Yeah, we we got to eat. Um, yeah, so we're let's you know uh, we'll talk about snow. Yep. and how that could affect closing day. Yep. Um, but okay, this ahead. is You're I was going to say the bitter well, so I was going to say this is a fun topic for me because final walkthrough I used to say very early on in my career so we're talking about what to expect on closing day and usually on closing day you're uh, a buyer and seller technically are performing um, their final walkthrough so the final walkthrough of the house being the last time that the seller is in the house and the first time that the sell- the buyer or the last time that the buyer is seeing it before they take ownership of it so it's always um, I used to say early on in my career that final walkthrough days were the most stressful days. Yeah, because I can imagine. Because there's kind of a lot of things that as the broker or um, realtor are out of your control because you're kind of relying upon the sellers to perform and act in a way that you know in your head, right? So like this is when we're talking about setting expectations. You know what the expectation um, that you're looking for at final walkthrough, but yeah. that isn't always necessarily conveyed to either the buyer or the seller. Um, so yeah. it can be very stressful when things are out of your control. Um, <laughs> isn't everything stressful when you don't have... Well, I have I'm kind more of a gray hairs. <laughs> I, um, I'm not kidding. I'm literally plucking them out. I know every hairdresser is going to tell me not to do that, but I'm plucking them out of my... Like don't, the crown. don't do that. And I'm not a hairdresser. The crown of my head every day. I know. It's funny because this morning, I digress, but this morning I was thinking, oh, you know, I'm very fortunate to not have to color my hair. Don't ever color your hair. I know. Do I know I want to so bad because I get so bored with it, but I'm very fortunate that I don't go and, you know, color my hair. Um, but I was thinking, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do when I get grays? Because I don't color my hair now. And I haven't really looked to see if I have grays, which I'm surprised that they're not, like, all over. But I was just thinking. We're coming up on a holiday. Yeah, I'll, we're coming I'll, up on a holiday. I'll attack you. Yeah, I'll either have grays or I just won't have hair anymore. <laughs> I'll just rip it out. Uh, but, that's yeah, right. I was that's, I was thinking that this morning mm-hmm. when I was getting ready. Because mm. I blow-dried my hair, and I don't usually do that a lot. So I <laughs> paid attention to it. Anyways, if anybody cares, just let me know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, if you want to join in on the discussion or have any questions for us, you can call uh, George at the studio, 781-837-4900. If you're a little shy and don't want to come on air, we are live on Facebook. So, um, Mary, I'm going to let you talk for a second so I can get us all set up. We are live right now on Sharon Costa McNamara, um, and we're going to be live on all of the, the Connect pages. So, Mary... Jump it off, or whatever the heck the Jump saying. It off. Jump it off, kick, whatever. Kick it, kick, off. kick it off. Kick start this thing. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs>
caught yourself there. Um, so one of the things when we're talking about setting expectations for closing day, and I mentioned it earlier, there is no... so. Obviously, there's a lot of different nuances that can come up. There's a lot of different things that can happen. When buyers are conducting their final walkthrough, oftentimes they come to us and they say like, okay, well, what am I really looking for, right? So when you're conducting your final walkthrough as a buyer, you are looking for, um, especially in the winter. So if we focus just on the winter, right, we're making sure that no, like big one, no pipes have burst. So we got no water in the house. Um, know all of the appliances that were said to be left there by the seller. They actually are there and they are functioning. Um, the water is running. The um, There's no holes in the walls that weren't there before. And this one can be a little bit of a tricky one, right? Because whole, when I say holes in the walls, I'm thinking of the movers were taking that massive bed frame that I put up here 20 years ago down the stairs and one of them accidentally put a hole in the wall with yeah. that giant bed frame. That's that's a that's a um, I wouldn't say a major defect, but that is a defect that's very recognizable. But holes is also um anything that is larger really than a nail hole is what you're looking at. That sh- is when we talk about expectations, yeah. that is supposed to be <clears throat> patched and or pa- patched sanded and touch up painted. By the seller prior to closing. So we were recently on a group text. We have a, a young professional networking group here yep. at Boston Connect Real Estate, and um, one of our agents, you know, reached out to all of us and said, you know, am I in the right here? Because the buyer's agent was sending pictures of things that were on the wall of their listing. Our it was a Boston Connect listing, um, so the agent was just verifying, like, am I supposed to tell my clients that they have to leave this, or can I tell my clients? that they can take it. And they were all things that were nailed or screwed to the wall. Um, So I would say if any agents are listening and they're sort of maybe new to the business or not unsure of like, you know, need some sort of clarification, Mm -hmm. always lean into, you know, people and you can give us a call too. (laughs) (laughs) Because I felt like you were very, uh, you're very like black and white when it comes to it. Well, we've experienced it, right? So, you know, and people made Agents may differ in their opinions of this, but it's my understanding based off of our experiences over my 11 years and Sharon's 25, however yeah. however long she's been in the business at this point. Forever. I think 25 might be like a couple of years too much, so she 20, might be like, 22. you're aging me. <laughs> I don't know. I know I can say collectively we've been in real estate for 30 years. Okay. <laughs> so that's where I'll go with. So our collective 30 years of real estate has shown us that anything that is larger than a nail hole or uh, or screwed into the wall. Yeah. So that's a big difference between um, a nail. So, right, I'm going to take a picture of my beautiful family and I'm going to nail it in or I'm going to put a nail in the wall, put yeah. two nails in the wall, and I'm going to hang my picture on it. Yeah. That is not considered a fixture. Because my family picture d- is not included in the sale of my home. <laughs> a thousand percent. So I can take that picture frame and I can remove it from the nails and it is not a fixture. If I took that same picture frame and you think about the back of uh, so the back of a picture frame, or um, let's not even use a picture frame, let's use a shelf, a shelf that you are attaching to hang glasses on or uh, like a, yeah, a, wi- so a wine like fixture. a wine fixture that's pretty common and I feel yeah. like that was one of the pictures that was sent to us in that it group was. it was there was a bar cart underneath it so yeah. obviously the bar cart is a piece of furniture however you've now screwed in shelves, shelves. that's the big thing that's the screw right so it's screwed into the wall so removing that screw 
you are now removing what is considered a fixture yeah. of the property um, because you have affixed it to the house itself. Um, you can exclude, so as a little bit of an aside, anything that is considered a fixture, you can exclude from the listing. You can say, hey, no, I, these are actually antique shelves that my great-grandmother gave me, yeah. and I'm taking those with me. Yeah. Think of it as a light fixture. Fixture, right? Yeah. If you want to take a light fixture from your house, where we need to exclude it and or replace it and prior to yeah. selling. Honestly, I would I would replace it before I sell. Because it, what if someone comes in here and says, oh my God, I'm in love with that. Or for some reason it didn't get excluded or... Okay, so, you're pointing at me. So my big thing with this is, and this is more I, actually me looking at it from the buyer's perspective, I would prefer that the seller replace the fixture prior to my buyers walking in mm-hmm. only because... And it, this is no fault to the seller, but the fixture that you probably have there is a beautiful, gorgeous fixture that matches perfectly with the decor that you have mm-hmm. in the house. It might be their taste. It might be their taste, but also when you go to replace that fixture, it's human nature. You're probably going to go down to Lowe's, Home Depot, yeah. and get what is in stock, right? So it's not going to have that same value yeah. as the fixture that you're taking with you. So disappointment can ensue. Or even and, like wow factor. Yeah. So like you have a chandelier and the then whole, you replace the it with like, room you know. changes. The whole style of the room can change yeah. based off of the, a fixture like that. So yeah. better to just do it ahead of time. Yeah. And I would think that, you know, as a buyer, okay, so as a seller, you, okay, I want to exclude X, Y, and Z and you put it on the market and those things are still there, but you know, the buyer should know that they're not involved, not included in the, in the sale. Mm -hmm. But as a buyer, I'd be walked through and I would probably feel disappointed that some things are not included because I would like fall in love with certain things or like feel like that is made for the space or, you know, and this happens, you have the same spa- same taste because a lot of things are trendy and a lot of people like trendy things. So, oh, I like that chandelier because it's in, in trend right now. But um, where's I going with that? Oh, yeah. So then I would also want to be, I, w- I would want clarification before I even go into yes. the house when things are not included. Like I would want my agent to be like, hey, listen, I just want to let you know there's a That's chandelier in there. And I'm just saying chandelier because I kind of like the word. Um, there's a chandelier in the dining room or in the <laughs> foyer that is excluded. Yes. So don't even look that way. <laughs> like I would want that expectation beforehand. I wouldn't want the disappointment afterwards. Yeah. So they should, I mean, if it is a fixture that they're taking, it should be disclosed in MLS and that, so a reasonable expectation is by the time I'm walking through the door, I should know what's staying and what's going. What you would not potentially know at that point is what fixture is being replaced, right? Mm -hmm. So the seller may not have... Yeah, like replaced with what? Is that that what you mean? Exactly. So the seller may not have the picture of the fixture that they are going to be installing in replacement of the one that they're going to be taking. Yeah. And you don't necessarily, as a buyer, most often have the ability to say, I want you to install this fixture. You know, this is my taste. And not and not whatever one you were planning yeah. on, right? Th- that's not a, yeah. a typical conversation. Not to say that it doesn't happen. Well, not. I was going to say not a typical conversation with resales, but perhaps in new construction. So, say somebody is buying a model home, mm-hmm. and you know, model homes. And correct me if I'm wrong. A lot of the times, it's the builder or whoever works for the builder is you know picking all those things that go into that house, and you know that's how they get their price and whatever. But 
that could also be swayed into the taste of that person. So, you know, it could be, again, my word, chandelier, uh-huh. that a buyer might come in and be like, oh, no, like, absolutely not. Like, not, this is not good in this space, yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. that could happen. Yeah. It might just not be their taste, and they might put in their offer, you know, chandelier to be, you know, switched out or whatever. Like, have you seen something like that? Very infrequently, mm-hmm. but there's potentially that um, we could be leaning more towards that, right? You know, builders and just sellers in general, we're seeing that there's a little bit more give and take, right? The buyers have a little mm-hmm. bit more um, power than mm-hmm. they used to. Mm-hmm. And I don't even like using the word power, but they ha- they're they they're in the driver's seat a little bit more than they used to be back a year, two yeah. years ago. So could a, could would a um, new construction or a developer be more apt to say... Yes, fine. I'll change out the light fixture. Well, because they could, they Maybe. might be able to put in another model. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. They could in take out something years, and I put it somewhere else. Yeah. Because like, just it. think of, you know, the development that you're working on right now. You have more than one model. So if yeah. somebody comes in and says, "Oh my God, I love this," except for this one light fixture. I'm sure, you know, it might be a consideration to be like, okay, well, you know, if you want to put in an offer, we're happy to maybe switch it out with something a little less flashy. There's conversations that can be had these days. Yeah. And I think I, I I don't remember the word that you just <laughs> said, but I think it buyers can be more educated. So if they are able to see properties more than once, so they're more like more often be able to sort of notice something like, oh, I wonder if this is included or is it in the MLS? Oh, I didn't notice this before. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's screwed into the wall. Does that mean it's it would be mine? Like type of thing before they even put in an offer. And yeah. the clarification before the offer happens should be a conversation. A thousand percent. It shouldn't be you know, oh, let me, be, I'm at home inspection, let me take pictures of a bunch of stuff, like, is this thing, is this thing, is this, well, it's like, did you put it in your offer, was it in MLS, yeah. did we have the conversation before your offer was accepted, well, why are the questions coming up now? That's why there's a big difference between the market that we're currently in and the, mar- or, and the market that we were in, right, everything was very fast-paced, and, you know, we sounded like the squeaky wheel, um, saying that, you know, we can't, advise buyers to be buying a house after they've only seen it for five minutes, right? Yeah. But that's the positions that they were realistically in. So all of those conversations that you just mentioned, the fixture conversation, a lot of those were happening after the fact, or you're trying to get as much information to the buyer as you Mm -hmm. possibly can before they have to make a decision. But sometimes there there was a disconnect between levels of expectation, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, now, and I don't even, I think the word isn't educated, it's buyers are more discerning. So when they're walking through this, these properties, they're looking and they're, they're a little bit more, um, qu- they're questioning more things. They're having more opportunities to see potential defects. They're having more opportunities to even ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, give, that's giving them that driver's seat mentality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's wonderful. I work I'm with a all, lot. Of, I work with a lot of buyers. I absolutely adore it. It's it's wonderful. I I'm gonna continue to use educated because I am I'm all for an educated buyer. I'm all for a buyer yeah. to be able to see the house multiple times. And I know that there was a time where it was not able to do that, but there um, we've we've heard personally a lot of buyers remorse mm-hmm. um, in the past couple of years. And Wait, knock on wood. I have not. None of my buyers oh, have really? said that. Oh. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. There has been some buyer's remorse, and we, you know, would <laughs> like, never... like, don't let me into that. We would never What do you want, know that I don't know? <laughs> we would never want that to happen to our clients. So um, I love the fact that, you know, buyers are able to see it more than once. A thousand percent. So... Let's do it, baby. That's that's it. Let's go on a date. Let's go on a couple dates before we get married. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't love. What? What? Married love at is first, blind? No, married at first sight. Married at first sight. Oh yeah. Well, well, um, yeah. But on Love Is Blind, they don't see each other and they get engaged in the pods. So okay, I guess love it's like blind. getting engaged. Yeah. When you put it, when you get an offer accepted, you get engaged. Yep. Okay. And then, do you make it to closing day, which is the wedding? What okay. are you going to say on closing day? <laughs> Is it a yes? I do. I do or I don't. I do not. (laughs) Anyways, I'm not getting married, but Mary is. (laughs) I don't think we're expecting an I do not. (laughs) Unless Sam does something. No, it'll be I do, I do. I do, I do, I do. Anyways. Okay, so um, we could talk uh, a million. Okay, do you have anything else to say about the screws and the walls? Because we have a million other things to talk about. Let's move on from fixtures and go into what to expect on what's a reasonable expectation, expectation on closing day. Well, we're talking about specifically in the winter. So um, what happens in the winter? It snows. Okay. So say a snowstorm happens like before your final walkthrough or during your final walkthrough, after your final walkthrough, in between your closing. Like what are some expectations that you should have that, you know, you have to consider the weather? Yes. So. So I would say from my perspective as a buyer's agent, even as a seller's agent, if my sellers are still in the house and they are moving, moving out, moving out <laughs> of the house, right, and I have buyers that are coming into, I would anticipate that at least the main walkway and or the main ac- access to the property mm-hmm. that sellers would be moving out of and buyers would be moving in through, that that would be reasonably cleared if possible, yeah. right? That, that is, mm-hmm. that's an expectation, right? Nobody wants ice, you know, everybody, if you're moving out of it, you had to clear it anyway. It's so. an expectation, I feel like it's common sense. However, (laughs) however, it's not always the case. No, it is not. No. So I think maybe setting that expectation as well, being like, hey, you know, and you'll know, like when you get to the final walkthrough, you'll know if everybody in the transaction has been reasonable, reasonable. If they haven't been reasonable, or you should they probably lack, expect, or if they lack common sense. You should probably expect that those <laughs> things that are the, not going to be done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just yeah. whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, mm-hmm. you just. I mean, we're human at the end of the day, yep. and um, sometimes it. You know, there are some situations where people don't want to move, and it's a little bit difficult. Yeah. And you'll know that pretty early on in a transaction whether somebody is going to be reasonable. And I think that's that relies so. In that conversation specifically, any buyer and or I would say buy a buyer specifically is relying upon the expertise of the agent to say, hey, I, yeah. I, I want to set you up for what the day of closing is going to look like. Yeah. It, potentially just based on this one specific transaction, right? There was, and I'll just tell one quick story. So we had a buyer who was purchasing a property. Um, it was a, unfortunately a divorce situation. We knew that when we had made our offer upon walking into the house, it was very clear that um, there was a level of disrepair in the house that might not, it, it just- Was might it not, hidden? No, there's just a, there was a lot of stuff in the house. There was a lot, you, 
and I say this, you can really feel the energy of a house when you walk into it. There was a very, very heavy energy. You could tell that there was like a very tumultuous relationship going on with the sellers. Like it was really, really bad divorce. Mm-hmm. And upon putting in our offer or actually upon walking out of the house, I looked at our buyers and I said, hey, I just want to set the stage for what this could potentially look like going down the road. I do not see the amount of stuff that is in here and the amount of, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of what the right word is, but the amount of hostility that's surrounding yeah. these two parties, yeah. right? This, this divorce. I don't anticipate that all of this kind of junk that's outside all of the their belongings that are inside and it was is going it, it, it's not legitimate junk it was legitimate junk i'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, not calling like, somebody's like bedroom set no, junk it, it, it's like this the stuff that just they hadn't gone to the dump yet honest yeah. to god like that's what it really was um i don't anticipate that they're going to be able to get this out and or if they are it's anticipate that the house isn't going to be clean mm-hmm. anticipate that you know um, there's going to be tons of scuffs on the walls and we're going to uncover a lot of things come final walkthrough and or we might be discussing holdbacks come final walkthrough and getting cleaning ladies in there so like it's a it's a whole and yeah. and, and, the, and the buyer was the first cleaning time. ladies or how many times have we cleaned a house oh, that's happened. I can remember than, having to clean count. off uh, I did a final walkthrough for one of your listings and I was cleaning off spaghetti sauce uh, <laughs> off of the living room walls uh, while the buyers continued their walkthrough I'm like oh thank goodness that they left a sponge there and I just like sort of <laughs> like don't mind me I'm just washing your walls <laughs> not a big deal but yeah. how many times have you cleaned out a house absolutely and it, it just it happens, right? So some- you don't know how much stuff you have. It's not even just like junk or like the walls need to be clean. It's like you don't realize how much stuff you accumulate, especially if you have been living there for years. Oh, absolutely. Until we had a seller once li- leave thousands of dollars of pots and pans in this big pullout, um, like the very bottom pullout mm. of a huge island. And I took a picture of it and I said, hey, I don't think you meant to Did leave all of this. And she these? was like, oh my gosh, no, I didn't. So I packed up all the pots and pans. Those are my the, fine pots and pans from Cleaned out the cabinet and, and, and drove them over to our house. So, I mean, things, ha- there's a difference between, oh my goodness, I forgot this. Mm-hmm. And like, I completely spaced, I'm so sorry. Or... I, I ran out of time. I'm neglecting, as a seller, yeah. I'm neglecting to take care of this and I'm going to let it be somebody else's problem. Yeah. There's a big difference between those two. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we see the latter a lot, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so with so going back to that story with that specific buyer, they walked into the house or walked out of the house before they made the offer, understanding that you know we might have to do two final walkthroughs we might have to reserve one of our times to come back into the house as an almost final walkthrough to kind of see what their state what the stage of the or the condition of the house was at two weeks prior to closing Mm -hmm. and then do another final walkthrough day of closing and really see where we were at and if we had to line up cleaners if we had to line up a dumpster we were working on getting potential quotes for if we had to ask for a hold back because it was such a nasty transition for these sellers unfortunately mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. were going through a lot i will say buyers ended up withdrawing and it did not um it never sold yeah it never sold because it it was it, it was that bad mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they relied on me as their buyer's agent to set that stage for them and then the house that they ended up purchasing was like 
you would eat off the floor. So it was complete mm. and total. Well, nice. <laughs> it was opposite. If you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, I do have a five-second rule. <laughs> I do abide by that. So. Yeah. Um, in certain circumstances. Me, if it's like uh, five minutes from the expiration date, I'm like, absolutely not. Yeah. Nope, nope, yeah. nope. Yeah. It's, it could be the day of the expiration I know. I would date. still, like, no. yeah. I I'll can't. Say. I don't know. It's something about it just freaks me out. Um Something I wanted to mention because you said, like, you know, it's not always going to be, like, in perfect condition. When going back to snow, like, snow can hide things. So there, I think there was, was it your turn, one of your transactions where, like, or maybe it was, was maybe the Sharon. Grady's or some, somebody, somebody's transaction within the past couple of years, it had snowed and there was a ton of junk and trash that was left in the backyard and the snow had covered all of it. So, and we just kept getting snow and more snow and more snow. And then when the snow finally started melting, they were like, oh my gosh, are those trash bags? Is that a tire? Is that the, and the yeah. sellers had left a bunch of stuff back there because they knew that it was just going to continue to snow. So they didn't feel like they needed to take that stuff out. Yeah. That's not reasonable. No. <laughs> so I think they went, they went after the sellers and said like, you need to get this stuff out of here. Yeah. Like, this is all trash, whatever. And I think they ended up doing it, too. Yeah. I It's it's a... So, I think that there's a lot to be said about different dynamics, and everybody has different ways in maintaining their homes, and everybody has different ways of how they would want to pass their homes along to anybody else. As sellers' agents, I think we need to um, really advise our sellers on what we feel is appropriate and kind of gauge their situation right like maybe maybe we can see coming down the road that they that they aren't going to have the ability to potentially clean the house out appropriately themselves so maybe we're suggesting that they get a cleaner Mm -hmm. in order to be able to pass it on to the next person Mm -hmm. and it is an expense absolutely but it does go a long way with that and I'm a personal believer that everybody should have their house professionally cleaned before they're giving it to their, bu- handing it over to the buyer. But that's just me. Unless, yeah. unless you're a, an exceptionally clean person. Yeah. Um, like I know. I, I would say that if I was a buyer, I would have my house professionally cleaned before I moved in. Yeah. Abso- absolutely. And I think, so it's, is it the buyer's responsibility or the seller's responsibility? I think it would be a very nice thing of the seller to do. Yeah. Um, so then the buyers come in and they, they have no reason. Maybe something did go awry at final walkthrough. Yeah. They're appreciative of one thing and, and kind of not hyper-focusing on all of the, yeah. all of the potential negative. Hey, we got well, a caller. Oh, we do. What's yes. our caller's name? Jack. He's from Plymouth. Okay. Jack from Plymouth. Are you there? Yay. Awesome. <laughs> Hey, it sounds very interesting, but I have a couple of suggestions. Okay. And I don't know if they're legal or not, but why not request <laughs> the claim history on the insurance policy for the homeowners while those people had the house? If there, just in case there was any claims on that house and there was damage that was not properly fixed or repaired, that would somewhat tell you if there was any hidden damage, which you guys were talking about, I believe, earlier. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So you certainly, not that it's not legal or or, yeah. um, or not, but you certainly can request that information from the seller, but the seller is under no obligation to give you that information. So unless there was a way for um, you to legally go to whomever their insurance agent is and or yeah. go to town hall and potentially see if any, yeah. any insurance claims have say. been put in, you're absolutely able to do that as a buyer. Anything that is public record and or knowledge um, you are able to do your due diligence on 
and find out that information prior to accept uh, prior to really your uh, purchase and sales agreement. At post purchase and sales agreement. You, there, there isn't a ton of recourse unless it was deliberately hidden. Yeah. Well, I can even just to add on to that. Um, you know, if you went to town hall and said, "Oh, I'm, you know, I'm just wanted to pull the jacket and see like sort of what you have on this property. Um, curious if there's any claims against it." So it would be in there. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong because maybe the um, one of the departments, what building department, or yeah. the, an, an inspector might have to go there from the town to make sure that you know it's all settled once the. Um, once the work is done. Um, but also that could be a question that your agent could ask even before you even put in an offer. I mean, yes. it's very common to get a bunch of questions from the the agent and saying like, oh, X, Y, Z, do you, this, this, and this, and oh, have there been any insurance claims on the property? Yep. I don't think anyone will get offended if that is asked. I mean, it's... Unless they're trying to potentially, uh, if, if they're unwilling I think if somebody, to answer I, the yeah. question... I think if somebody is offended re- by the question, they might be hiding something. Yes. It's not... Exactly. In, in, yeah, yes. I feel like she, and Sharon is notorious for saying that. I'm not saying this. Like, I'm not questioning you. I'm I'm asking a question. So I feel like if the if the question is presented in, you know, the right way. I, I hate yeah. to say it that way, but yeah. if it's presented in the right way, it shouldn't be a big deal. Yes, it's kind of funny. I was looking for the story about all the trash and the snow. I wrote in my piece. I was the buyer, and I request that any and all personal material was to be removed from the property um, prior to the finalization of the sale of the home. Yep. Which is pretty, which Uh, is very common. Yeah, very common. Yeah. So, but having that helps, I believe. At least it helped me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think... Did did you have a bad situation with trash? Sorry. Uh, Not super bad, but not super bad, but enough to notice that I was not going to be the one responsible to move all this stuff out when I'm trying to move my own stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's really where we see expect. So a lot of times, and I I don't know if if this is the first house that you've purchased or if you're... um, Yes. It, it is the first house. So a lot of times what we see, especially in older homes, is there's sellers want to leave buyers... Um, what they deem is appropriate for the house, right? So what goes with the house. So I'm talking about paint cans and trim and maybe some drywall that I didn't get to using. Screens, absolutely screens should be left if they're in good condition. Um, Sometimes I've seen doors, flooring, doors that are left. But it is, so it has to be communicated from seller to buyer. I want to leave you all of these things. Do you want them? Mm-hmm. And if the sell, if the buyer says, no, I'm going through the house, I'm changing all the flooring, I'm changing all of the walls, I don't want any of your trim, I don't want any of your old drywall, I don't want that, you know, this was a common one, the lockers that everybody had back in like the 90s, the lockers that were left to you by the previous owner from two year, two, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't want any of that. The seller is responsible for removing those items, period, end of story. Yes, but it, for me, I felt more comfortable having that in my Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and, and so you should. There would be no misunderstandings. Yeah. And even, but even with that, are you saying that there was still a little bit of a misunderstanding? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, there was still stuff left, but what do you do? Um, another little thing that happened, well, it wasn't little, it was big, but I can't go into full detail, but between viewing the house at noontime and it was a rainy period. It was in winter. Okay. But it was raining, not snowing. Yeah. Um, by the time I went to sign the papers, it came back with the first U-Haul. 
my whole downstairs is flooded. Oh. Oh. Well, did you have a sump pump? No. The there, owners kind of hit the owners hid that they were having flooding in the house. Uh, okay, so that that, he, that goes into a whole disclosure yeah. issue. Yeah. yeah. That goes and then I learned three years later by a nosy neighbor that um, he actually put pipes across the front lawn to cover up, but I never noticed. Neither did my realtor, and neither did the person who did the inspection on the house. So, so pipes across uh, the front lawn as as in one French pipe drain? across the front lawn that connected to the drain spout on the left side of the house if you were facing it, and oh, that so was well. to hopefully not have me having flooding. Gotcha. Mm. Yeah. So they if that. If the seller had actual knowledge and a history of flooding, they do have an obligation to disclose that. Yeah. So that is a disclosable oh. item, and it should have it should have been relayed. Um, yeah, and we are talking; they have an obligation, but in a legal standpoint, later on you have to go after them if they did not disclose it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and it and that goes into a whole different topic of how far do you as a buyer take certain things, right? Especially yeah. after you're already in the house, what is worth y- your effort and time and energy and financial commitment? Um, but no, it doesn't feel good for anybody to have things hidden from no, them. And not I think at all. that's where we talk a lot on this show specifically about expectations between parties aligning. Because if you can have an understanding or an operation of truth and honesty and, hey, everything is fixable, we just have to be honest and upfront about it, then mm-hmm. we, we can all move forward in a, in a fair and reasonable way. And it, there's no reason that you have to feel upset even years later, you know, that this didn't go according. I mean, it's, it's sad because we live in a society that more people should be more nice to people. But when it all comes down to the mighty buck, that's what mm-hmm. usually happens. Someone's going to get hurt. Yeah. Know? It is unfortunate. Well, but we ho- are sorry that you got hurt, Jack. <laughs> it's all right, though. I like the show. You guys are very educational and you guys are awesome. Oh, thanks, uh, Jack. We appreciate, well, we that, appreciate Jack. you listening and appreciate you calling. Please call back anytime. Yeah, share any stories with us. We're happy to talk. Yeah, we're happy to talk. Uh, any of them. You can yeah, um, you can be our you can be our new co-host if you'd like. You can call in every Tuesday. You can take my you can take my place. You can take Mary's spot cuz she's never here. <laughs> well, Mary's probably home getting prepared for Thanksgiving, so. Oh. More like preparing for a wedding in 7 months, unfortunately. Yeah. Mary has a wedding that she's planning. Yeah. Thank you. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank so you so much, good. Jack. But thank you. Have a good happy Thanksgiving. Happy you Thanksgiving. Well. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> good, good night. Good night. night. Fun. I love I love when people call. It means that people are listening. Oh, I'm glad that people like was, Jack. Everybody was us. able to hear his story because yeah. that is very it, it is very much um, mm-hmm. commonplace. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, and the disappointment comes from the misalignment of expectations. Yeah. I, mean, and I can't say yeah. it enough. I wanted to ask him. Um, you know, maybe if he does call every Tuesday, <laughs> <laughs> he can tell us. Like, I'm curious of how the whole transaction went because, like I said earlier, yeah. like you really do know you kind of know the tone of how things are going to go in the, in the beginning. Um, so I'm curious. But we only have five minutes left, so let's get our very important points out here. Um, what else to be we talking about? Say? Trash cans. Yeah, so, tra- so trash cans. So it is un- it is unreasonable. <laughs> talking about trash. It is unreasonable, in my opinion, for a seller to leave trash that is not going to be picked up in the immediate future, and immediate being within 24 hours, unless it's relayed, maybe unless it's relayed prior to, mm-hmm. hey, I'm so sorry, um, you know, we weren't able to get this out, yeah. and, you know, we have somebody coming to pick it up, whatever that may be. 
if it's not within 24 hours, it needs to be relayed to the buyer, in my opinion, as yeah. to when it's being picked up. Yeah. Because um, your buyers are going to have trash. Yeah. You, they're going to be Everyone's getting rid of trash. Stuff. Everyone's got baggage. <laughs> A lot of us got more than we want. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, unreasonable expect is a reasonable expectation. I would expect a few little nail holes in the walls here mm. and there, but I would expect uh, anything that's significant in size to be patched and painted. Yeah. Um, We're not talking about like somebody punched a hole in the wall. We're talking about, oh, somebody. But even little, na- like even, little so nail. we live in a world where people like to hang a lot of signs. Yes. Collages are we got a big a lot, thing. We got a lot hung up here yeah, at Boston get, Connect Real Estate. We got a lot of collages <laughs> these days. So it, it, you have to be conscientious of you know, maybe the buyer wasn't anticipating going in there and mm-hmm. painting every sing- painting and patching yeah. every single wall. Yeah. And if that's the case, it needs to be relayed. Um, so communication. Pol- uh, communication is the best policy throughout any type of real estate transaction. Any transaction in life. Any, anything Sellers don't in life. be scared to talk to your agents. Yeah. And agents don't be scared to talk to your co-brokes. And, and buyer's agents, don't be scared to talk to your buyers. Yeah. Say, let's set this up. So and you, understand you all don't on. be scared to talk on talk real estate roundtable. <laughs> so you can call us. <laughs> I feel like we just did like a little round robin. There. Yeah. Like, round okay. table. Yeah. I don't know. Agent, I was trying to tie that in. <laughs> Agent, agents are there to act as mediators mm-hmm. and experts yeah. for how your transaction is supposed to yeah. go. Yeah. So lean into them for that. I would I would walk in. Lean into us for I, that. Yeah, Not lean into them. us. Awesome. I would walk into a final walkthrough as an agent and be like, there's no need for you to get upset. My job is to get upset for you. So I'll take care of it if there are things that are wrong. Oh, so you, you just you, point in. You were out? describing my last final you walkthrough perfectly. You just point perfectly. anything out, and yeah. I will stay cool, calm, collected, professional in front of you, and then I will, you know... Kindly um, ask so for these things to be removed. I'm a picture snapper. I'm a picture snapper. Oh, yeah. So I walk through a, picture a final walkthrough. Picture a thousand words. Well, a final walkthrough day. I'm just walking around. I'm letting the buyers do kind of their thing. And I'll just snap pictures yeah. like kind of as I go. Yeah. I'm like, okay, how are we feeling yeah. about everything? Yeah. But, and we didn't get to your big f- sort of story. Uh, yeah. And I, maybe next Tuesday. Um, we can do we a can, continuation. We can talk, yeah. We can talk about that. Um, but yeah, because we only have like a minute and a half or two minutes left. So um I was gonna say thank you so much for joining me, Mary, but that's not oh true. My. It's your show too. Oh, and I can hear our song. So if you want to uh, listen to any of our past shows, you can go to talkrealestateroundtable.com. You can go to bostonconnect.com and find all of our contact information. Um, and, and give us a call if you need a buyer's agent, a seller's agent, whatever. So, Mary. Thanks for calling, Jack. Thanks for calling, happy Jack. Happy Thanksgiving, ha- everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And I'm starving, so we're going to dinner. Bye. <laughs> 